This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 140 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today it's Animal Oasis Veterinary Hospital, and we have the one and only Dr. Kimberly Green with us. Dr. Green, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing awesome and uh, really excited that you're able to uh, find time. I know you are crazy busy and you're actually doing this during your lunch. So uh, thank you for being a part of this. So tell us, please, uh, about Animal Oasis Veterinary Hospital. Um, We are, so I'm a medical director of Animal Oasis. We are a four-doctor general practice in Naples um, on Immokalee in North Naples near Sam's. Um, We have, basically, we're small animal medicine and surgery, primarily, um, you know, dogs, cats, and then we do have a, uh, one of our associates uh, works with uh, pocket pets. Uh, so general practice consisting of, you know, medicine, surgery, x-rays, preventative care, uh, pharmacy, and that's pretty much most of it. And did you say pocket pets? Pocket pets, yeah. Rabbits, <laughs> ferrets, hamsters. I love that term. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Uh, Exotics. Wow. Not well, very many people do them. What's the most exotic animal you've seen? Well, I don't do them. <laughs> so, Dr. <laughs> Natasha is the one that does pocket pets. Um, she actually had a um, a snake come in the other day that was um, wrapped up in some fishing line. Ah, oh, poor thing. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What kind of snake? Just curious. Do you know? I have no idea. Some kind of yellow snake okay so it wasn't one of those big python things it would take like no 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 some kind of yellow um rat snake kind of thing but it was somebody in somebody's yard and it was really pretty but it was all wrapped up and had some ulceration and skin lesions so she doctored it up and it's doing great wow yeah sounds like a frequent visitor in our yard it's amazing how pretty they are but, yeah, uh, yeah. I like them better. We live when in the they're... south. What's that? We live in the south. You know, yeah, we're near yeah. the Everglades. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gonna... We have lots of wildlife. They're uh, they're beautiful to look at, but I like them better when they're in my neighbor's yard. Correct. Like, they look much prettier yeah. over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel about reptiles too. <laughs> <laughs> so, how uh, how did you get into the veterinary world? Um, well, I think like a lot of children, (laughs) which you hear of like love animals, but, um, mainly when I was in undergraduate school, I didn't necessarily think I was going to go into veterinary medicine. I actually was going into the marine field, um, and that didn't work out so well. Um, it's just a very hard field to get into. And, um, so I ended up like diverting and going into veterinary medicine. And, you know, the big thing is, you know, 
as a veterinarian or even as a technician and even to a point receptionist, the goal is to be the advocate for the pet. I mean, we're here to advocate because they don't have a voice. And so we're supposed Mm. to be the voice of medicine, but also sometimes the voice of reason um, and just do the best thing so that you have a successful outcome in the end for all pets. Um, And again, you know, dogs, cats, pocket pets, whatever that may be. um, But we want to advocate for them so that they have a long, good life. Right. Right. Wow. So what kind of myths do you deal with in your world? I think the biggest myth, which we hear quite frequently, and it's very, you know, it's out there like on Facebook and Facebook pages and any, you know, internet source you hear of is that veterinarians are just, we're loaded. We're making just tons of money. We're raking it in because our prices are too high. And, you know, and that's really not the reality um, that, um, again, are going into this for a different reason. We're not going into it for the money. I mean, one, it's extremely difficult. It's probably one of the hardest professions to get into when you're talking about veterinary school um, because it's so limited and the demand is so high. Um, There's few vet schools compared to med schools. um, Mm. And the dropout rate's high. And then the tuition is beyond expensive, equally as expensive as med school, but the pay is like half that, you know? And so, you know, we're going into it for the right reasons. We're going into it to be that advocate, pouring in blood, sweat, tears, working 16-hour days, working 60, 65-hour a week, um, going from a puppy visit then to a euthanasia visit next, you Mm. know? And so you're taking this, like, emotional roller coaster um, and our suicide rate, we're number one for suicide rate. Um, we need really? to advocate for our veterinarians. Yes. And so the myth of like, we're just in for the money. We're not in for it for money at all, because when at the end of the day, we're not making any money. Um, we're, you know, you hear all the time about like, don't you love pets? Yeah, we love pets. Um, we love pets. That's why we're giving you blood, sweat, tears. Um, it's emotionally um, disturbing industry. If you think about, um, the suicide rate, thinking about like we see lots of happy, happy pets, but then we go into having to have that conversation with euthanasia and you're taking like a roller coaster ride all day long, you know? Right. And for some, that's very exhausting. So I think the myth of like, oh God, you guys are wealthy, you know, you're driving around in Maseratis. Um, <laughs> that's not happening. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I guess over the years, I mean, you get to know the pets, you get to know the families, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, you make this strong emotional connection as you watch this animal go from puppy to 12 to 13, and then all its, you know, turns of, you know, things that happen to pets over time, and it is emotionally exhausting and equally as devastating for us when an animal dies and we are an advocate for them. So we're in that decision-making process as a partner to the client um, to help them through those times, but it is emotionally draining. Um, And, you know, we went to vet school for some of us eight, 10 years. Um, You know, that's a lot of work. And so to think that we're doing it because there's a financial gain at the end is not the reason. Right. Right. I've, often wondered, I mean, you, you deal with so many different varieties of animals, uh, mm-hmm. from pocket pets to dogs and cats and so on. 
I mean, are, are there different elements that you have to be aware? I mean, like, you know, physician, you're dealing with humans and pretty much. Yeah, the and they can speak and yeah, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that um, work? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have like breed specifics, you know, age specifics, most common things that happen, you know, based on species based on breed there's so many Mm. you know and so you have to take that all in account a cat versus a dog a cat is not a small dog um and you know (laughs) what breed is it you know a golden retriever is not the same as chihuahua they all have something different and there's different things that you're going to look for so you know we have to know that and what's the most common things and then you know, there's all the non-common things that can occur. So, you know, you kind of have to know all of it. Wow. That's something else. Jeez. You know, and then there's other people like, we don't do any avian here, but like birds are a whole nother, whole nother, you know, like exotic level. And we don't do any birds, but I mean, Mm -hmm. that is a true specialty. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of different factors that factor into what we right. cover, you know, equines, cattle, large animal. Mm. There's so many mm. Mm. Okay. as a veterinary profession, not here, but yeah. as a veterinary yeah. profession. Yeah. So, doctor, what are you doing when you're not you know, working with animals? What are you doing for fun? Uh, I mean, I have a family. I have kids and a husband. And so, you know, just spending time with family and friends. Um, I have somewhat teenagers, so they have lots of sports and lots of activities. But, you know, also we live in Southwest Florida, so we love love our environment. Or at least I hope that's the reason why you live here is because you love the water and you love the nature and you just love being outside and seeing the beach. And so a lot of, we do a lot of that when we have time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't beat this area for that for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. How about from a hardship standpoint, what comes to mind, something that you've been through in the past, could be business, could be personal, that you were able to get through the other side and look back and say, I'm better for it or I'm stronger? I think, the, yeah, I think professionally the hardship, the biggest hardship is like going from that stage of undergraduate school to getting into vet school. Like I said, it's extremely challenging. Like many, many people never get in. They try one, two, three times and they finally give up. It's so difficult or they have to go out of country Mm. um, to get their veterinary degree. It's very difficult, super competitive, very few spots. Um, and not as many vet schools as med schools. You know, most school, most states have multiple med schools. Not every state even has a vet school. So um, mm. it's super competitive. So it's a challenge just getting in. Then it's a challenge to maintain those four to eight years, whatever you choose to do if you're, you know, if you specialize or you just do general practice. Um, it's, it's a long road to get out to the other end. And then to maintain it, not burn out. I've been practicing for 20 years. Wow. Wow. Have you always been in this area? No, I've moved quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I've moved a lot. I've lived all over. Yeah. So I can attest to like geographic regions too. That's another thing when you're looking at pets. Um, There's geographic differences of what you're looking for. You know, mm. disease processes are different depending on where you live. Oh, my goodness. I have so much respect. Well, not that I didn't have respect, but so much more respect for veterinarians. I had no idea it was that intense. 
Wow. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Long, long hours, long days, long weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. So if you could share one thing you wish people knew about Animal Oasis, what would that be? Um, I think I work with some of the most compassionate, amazing human beings. Um, one, because they just absolutely adore the pets that come in and love them to death as their own. Um, but they're just overall good, kind-hearted people. And I think, and I wish that all clients knew that, like they're really in it for the right reasons. Technicians and receptionists don't make as much money as even a, like a nurse for, um, you know, for a doctor, a regular human doctor. And they work equally as long hours. They have a really hard job um, and they do it all for the right reasons. And my staff is just amazing, um, amazing group of human beings. Yeah, and that makes all the difference in the world. You know, you're as strong as the people around you, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So how can our listeners learn more about you guys? Where should we send them? Um, you can go on to our Animal Oasis website. Um, there is so much information on that website. Um, you can find us through Google. Um, you can always give us a call, uh, you know, at 239-431-7980 um, and talk to the receptionist. They would be happy to help and answer any questions if you're looking for a new veterinarian um, or just Google us, Animal Oasis uh, Veterinary Hospital. Terrific. Well, Dr. Green, really, again, appreciate you spending the time with us. I want to make sure uh, you get enough time to gobble down some lunch there and get back yeah. to business. And uh, we wish you the absolute best. And thank you for all you do okay. uh, for the community. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.